Retro Hangover is supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We would especially like to thank patrons Lyle McCarns, Ashton Ruby, Randall Quiggle, and Tony G. Your continued engagement and generous donations are deeply appreciated. Open your ears and crack some beers. You are listening to episode 81 of Retro Hangover. Hello, retro and classic gamers. Ome wamo shinderu. Welcome to the podcast where we. This is episode 80 of the Retro Hangover Podcast. I am your co host, Chris Copeline, with special guest, Ryan Trainer, and as always, your host, Shane, fisting the dick. Dragon Stokoski! Yo, Nani the fuck, bro? That, that was so loud. Yeah, I think my head exploded there from the pressure points of my uh, headset. <laughs> oh man, I don't even. I don't. I don't even know how to. You know, I usually have some sort of like witty quip to put after this, but I don't even. Just Nani, bro. I don't even know what to do now. Your ears I, are already dead. I give it they two are. thumbs up. I mean, that was uh, some great A, you know, voice acting there. I'm I'm trying. I'll get there someday. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe <laughs> someone will listen to this and be like, we want you to be a voice actor for our video yeah, game. Yeah, that yeah, that that was definitely it right there. That yes. that was the thing that's gonna get someone to be like, yo, we need to look into this guy. The next Kenshiro, I could see it now. <laughs> I'm right there. I mean, if Goku can be played by a woman and have a female voice in Japan, I think I can get right in there. Hell yeah. It should there be that go. hard. So in any case, welcome back to the show, Ryan. Yes. It's yeah, nice it's to, to have be back. you here. Yeah, I yeah, feel honored, been, uh, you know. and been a uh, hot minute. Yeah, been a long time. But again, for me as a listener, it's like I'm here with you guys every week, so it's a little different, Aww. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he never left. Yeah, except when I'm like, hey, this is it. You know, it's no nothing back. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I'm happy Just, to say we, that we're we're, spe- we're talking back to you in spirit, Ryan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm also happy to say that Ryan is now one of our patrons. Thank you very oh, much, yeah. Ryan. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> some I needed to do a long time ago. I'm glad, uh, you know, some voice in my head just told me to do it and uh you know i did it yeah i'm sure you, i'm <laughs> yep. sure you weren't bullied over a live stream at all no no, no. it's not something that happened completely <laughs> of his own free will under no duress or coercion from anyone no yeah, exactly mm-hmm. yeah yep. <laughs> i clicked that button myself so i didn't incite you i just told you you should do it hey oh, it God. was it was it was all good i liked it you know and i'm i'm, I'm a proud patron i'm very happy Thank you. Well, well thank well, we you are, very we much. Are proud to have you. Yes. Now he is here this week because we are playing a game based off anime, which is Fist of the North Star. But in North America here, we called it Black Belt. Also in Europe, because video games are weird. But before we get really into the nitty gritty of that, we're going to be talking about what's been going on and what games we've been playing. 
So let's kick it off with our guest and go over to Ryan. Ryan, what have you been up to? What what kind of games have you been playing? Well, I've just got into Bug Snacks. Have you guys uh, heard or seen anything about this game? I, I have. Yes, it's yeah. the it it is the 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 tech demo of this age. It is yeah. It's showing off the the true potential of the and next generation console. It's uh, a lot of people like when I first was like like people are like you should play this game you know it's kind of like pokemon and it is in a lot of ways because there's these you know you're these like muppets running around basically and you're on this island and you're finding these things called bug snacks which are like food pokemon because it's like a hamburger that can walk around and say like hamburger and stuff like that but and you have to like (laughs) catch them and they eat them and like the townspeople these like sesame street knockoffs uh, can their body parts can like turn into these, you know, food things like a French fry arm or like a hot dog leg and stuff like that. And it's, uh, it's surprisingly fun. You know, it reminds me Pokemon is like the right word, but it reminds me a lot of Pokemon snap because it's first person and like your character, you don't, you're not really like anything. Like, I I don't even know what your character's name is. I don't even think you have a name, but anyways, so you're just going around this town and they're kind of like telling you to, you know, bring these people back. There's all this like mystery going on and stuff and you can't die. So you're just like trying to find these bug snacks that basically help with all these like fetch quest things. And, you know, you're just trying to catch them in all these different ways with like grappling hooks to like traps to um, just like going up and getting them and stuff. And uh, it just really reminded me of a more fun, playable um, Pokemon snap. So, and it has like a weird story to it. There's a lot of like these people or these Muppets, I'll keep, keep saying, have like these weird relationships with each other where it's like, you don't know if they're a guy or girl or whatever, but, uh, there's some, uh, for it, cause it seems like it's coming off very kid-like, but then there's these like relationship things, almost like dating sim kind of like plot lines and i'm just wondering where it's all going (laughs) and it's uh it's it's a lot of fun it's just like a fun game you can pick up and play and um yeah i like it a lot nice i actually watched a uh speed run of that where they had the dev a couple of devs from the game react to the speed run it's like only i don't even know probably a couple of weeks after the game came out and people already figured out how to basically break the entire thing oh yeah Um, (laughs) how fast was it was pretty impressive uh, I want to say I'm, I might be egregiously wrong, but I want to say it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like maybe 15 to 20 minutes. Wow. <laughs> like they were, they were able to figure out how to basically circumvent entire zones of that game. So and I've um, been putting a couple hours into it. Now I already feel like I've wasted my life. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also though, it's funny that you bring up Pokemon snap because there was an announcement recently that they're finally putting out a new one for the switch coming this April. So that's that'd exciting. be cool. Especially yeah. if you can use like the switch, like as like a camera, like moving it around and stuff. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. I hope it's not like it was where it's, you're just stuck. You know what I mean? But, uh, mm-hmm. If they take some things from Bug Snatch, which I'm sure they're not, but <laughs> it'd be a cool kind of mix up. Speaking of Pokemon Snap, if only there was a console that could provide asymmetrical gameplay where you had a separate screen from your TV and one was the world and one was your camera. Listen, Man, that would be the best version of Pokemon Snap out of here. <laughs> ever made. <With> that garbage. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm I'm convinced that Nintendo is paying you somehow for this. Fuck, I wish they were. That'd be mm. great. Also, awesome. by the way, this just means that there is an incredibly high likelihood that you may see a Pokemon Snap episode coming up on the show sooner rather than later. Just putting that in there. We have to be relevant. We are relevancy yes. whores. Yes. Listen, that man, we're like game. we're hitting that time frame where like everything we're talking about now is hitting like major anniversary milestones. I'm happy. Makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, are you going to talk about what you've been up to or should I? Because fuck it i'll just go let's roll <laughs> yeah go for it so other than like real world shit um this episode yeah, is nobody being cares about that recorded in early january so if you under well mid january at this point so hey if you're up to <laughs> stuff you know why the world sucks right now and everything sucks but other than that man like i almost got kicked out of my orders um i put it out in the discord so i've talked about on the show i'm in the military and uh i'm in you know, we're in Jacksonville, Florida, of course. We all know this. And, well, if you're new to the show, hi, we're in Jacksonville. Welcome. But I went to, I was supposed to stay in Jacksonville. And then I found out that they decided to take my orders away without telling me. And the only way I found out is because I just happened to stumble upon it on my own. And it became pretty contentious. And I almost lost my shit. And that was a great day. Fortunately, I went around it and everything's better. So that was kind of a game I played was the um, military kind of fucking me with me in a way game. But they made it up because I can't really say anything too bad about the militaries that are being my employer. By the way, my opinions are mine. And hopefully that's enough of a buffer. Please don't kill me. Please don't send me to mass or anything like that. I, I like money. Other than that, video games have been playing. <laughs> so I've been playing Trials of Mana or Mana. I guess Mana now. Trials of Mana. <laughs> so, Yeah. I've, I've beat it already. I'm going through my second playthrough. I'm trying to platinum the game because it's not a hard game to platinum. In fact, it's not a hard game at all. <laughs> yeah, it's really fucking easy. Yeah. Having more difficulty in my second playthrough just because of the character makeup. But in any case, I'm going to be recording an episode tomorrow uh, as, as of we're recording. So I'm excited to uh, record with someone from another podcast. And I'll put that information out next podcast in case it goes to shit. But uh, I'm excited about that. I'll be advertising that moving down. And it could also lead to another episode of RH Gaiden. I think that'll happen regardless. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. And so it's an active member of our Discord. So really looking forward to it. Other than that, I also played Battlemont's Revenge for the Game Boy on the Castlevania Anniversary Collection. Last time I said I played the original Castlevania The Adventure, and it's horrific. Uh, this time I played Battlemont's Revenge, and it's a much better game. A much, much, much better game. So I'm happy to get that one out of the way and then I can start just going through these Castlevania games on the anniversary collection to make myself feel better about uh, just beating some old games on my backlog. And I love doing that. Damn. And that gives me happiness in a world which happiness is not allowed and must be quashed and burned and thrown into a dumpster fire because this is loop two of 2020. Woo! Woo! Loop two! <laughs> Any case, so that's me. Shane, how about you? Yeah, so I have also uh, begun playing Trials of Mana. Uh, mm -hmm. I am I am nowhere near finishing it. I think I'm maybe three or four hours into my first playthrough. But uh, as I was telling Chris, kind of off offline, this game is like super easy, even by my standards. And if you listen to the show long enough, you know that I I am a, a, a staunch advocate of playing games on easy babby story mode with maybe the exception of Dark Souls for some unexplained reason. And um, 
even to me, this game was like way too easy. I was about an hour in and I was just like, man, I sure do have a lot of healing items that uh, that I'm not using. I should probably change this. So I bumped it up a little bit. I, I'm on normal right now. It's a little bit better. I may actually crank it up to hard just to have some sort of a challenge because so far nothing's really been really touching me at all. But outside of that, I, I have been enjoying it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to finishing that playthrough. And uh, if we do eventually do uh, a guide and episode on it, I will I will be a part of that one probably. So that'll be fun. Uh, I also have been playing some stuff on my handy dandy little Retroid Pocket 2, which I am not in any way sponsored or endorsing or whatever. I just happen to like it. And uh, I'm going to do a, a um, yeah, a rapid fire review on this one, I think, uh, pretty oh. soon. But I finally got around to playing the original like PSX version of Diablo. And uh, I got to say. I am pleasantly surprised yeah, that's good. as as someone who, you know, very staunchly played the PC version only for a very long time going to that one. It is a surprisingly enjoyable and competent port of that game. Now, there, there's definitely some weird kind of hinky stuff that you can tell that it was originally a PC game. But they did a really good job with it. So, and also just because I'm a huge Diablo nerd, it's actually kind of neat having Diablo one like in my pocket whenever I want to play it. So, so that's cool. But yeah, that's pretty much the two big ones. When the devil's in your pocket, you got to keep reaching for him. Just gotta make <laughs> that's sure right. That you got to put him down. What would that? What know? would that even be? Like an? A, is that an Onimon? Onimon? Yeah. Onimon. Devil in my pocket. There you go. There it is. Yeah. It takes a while to wrestle him down. So. If people look at you funny, just tell them, hey, you're, you're killing the devil. You need to, you need to tell <laughs> Listen, them to die down just, a little bit. I'm adjusting, all right? It's Florida and it's humid out. Give me a break. But what's in your other pocket? I mean, oh. it's like the shoulder thing, but with Florida. <laughs> Florida. Florida's in his other pocket. <laughs> the, the entirety. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Ryan, Chris, what, yeah. what, are, what, are we, what are we talking about today? Well, we already said it's... Fist of the North Star. Hokuto no Ken. Fist of the North Star. Black uh, Belt. Yeah, the live action movie, right? No. Right. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the fans original. Well, we could we could talk about that a little bit, but we're here today as we're here to talk about the Sega Master System game. The first consolization of Fist of the North Star. Black Belt. Oh my That's god. What we're talking about. Well, I in know. that case, Chris, please tell us some brief history about Black Belt. The 1980s saw something of the beginning of an anime revolution. Well, animated shows based off Japanese comics, or manga, were nothing new in the land of the rising sun. It wasn't until the age of Gordon Gecko, cocaine, and hair metal that they would make their way to North American shores. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably won't be terribly surprised that we're more concerned with the video games that came along with them. As the NES began taking the home console market by storm, with Sega carving out its own niche with the Master System, it is easy to see why Japanese companies began eyeing gaming consoles as a method of proliferating their brands to an entirely new audience. This is where Fist of the North Star, or Hokuto no Ken, starts to come into focus. 
a post-apocalyptic martial arts opera. The manga first debuted in Japan on September 13, 1983, and lasted until August 8, 1988, with a co-joining anime that ran from October 11, 1984 to February 18, 1988. The series would feature Kenshiro, a socially distant badass with a heart of gold on a search for justice for what his rival did to his fiancée, Yuria. It's a typical monster of the week kind of stint where Kenshio pretends not to care about saving the day, but then of course, the baddies piss him off and he's forced to kill everyone in a gruesome and bloody fashion. It may not be particularly deep or insightful, but it sure made for some good old popcorn fun. Fist of the North Star was popular enough, as it turns out, that Sega snatched up the licensing rights in order to help prop up its struggling Mark III in Japan. The resulting game would feature locales and enemies that were straight out of the manga and TV series, going so far as to replicate the series' signature Dudes Explode Upon Being Punched Shit. Hokuto no Ken would be released on July 20th, 1986, and while the game wouldn't go on to be a system seller by any means, it was popular enough to earn a North American release. Sort of. As Fist of the North Star wasn't a known or even released quantity in North America in 1986, and the license Sega acquired did not extend beyond their home territory, the game would require some cosmetic work before being brought to the West. Kenshiro would now be named Riki, a black belt whose girlfriend, Kyoko, a beautiful Japanese girl who has got into a beautiful Japanese mess, according to the game box, has been kidnapped by the evil Wang, you must go through what might vaguely be considered a post-nuclear wasteland beating up bad guys because you're the only dude bad enough to do so. Nearly everything regarding the graphical presentation of the game would be altered in some way, from the environments to the enemies and even the main protagonist himself. The third level boss, who was a giant the Japanese version, faithful to the source material, was changed to a sumo wrestler. Finally, the title would need to be changed as well, since no one outside of Japan knew what a North Star Fist even was. So, Black Belt was born, acknowledging the level of skill Riki possessed in order to defeat his foes. Black Belt would be released in North America and Europe sometime in November of 1986. Reception would be tepid at best, with Computer Gaming World called it Kung Fu Imitation. While it doesn't appear to be a massive success, it was apparently loved enough to receive a full PS2 remake as part of the Sega Ages 2500 series on March 24, 2004, as well as a release for the Japanese Wii Virtual Console on February 26, 2008. It was also included as an unlockable for the 2018 PS4 game Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise. While Black Belt may not be renowned as one of the better licensed anime games, it is notable for being one of the first that wasn't a complete train wreck, arguably. It also laid the groundwork for the slow but steady introduction of games based on what was still a very niche interest in North America at the time. And that is your brief history of Fist of the North Black Belt Star. Well, thank you very much, Chris, for that brief history of Black Belt or Fist of the North Star, depending on what part of the world you're from. So um, I feel like we should probably start with Ryan as far as personal experiences go, because uh, I don't know if I'm going to have a lot to say, but he's our guest. And so I'm going to let him go first. So, Ryan, uh, what, what were your experiences with Black Belt for the Sega Master System? 
Honestly, I had no idea about this game <laughs> coming <laughs> to this podcast, but but with Fist of the North Star, I mean, I've been a huge fan since, uh, I mean, I can remember, and, you know, from the show to the manga and, you know, some of the other games that it came out with, it's, I think it's kind of funny, and actually, I, I should thank you guys a lot that I was able to play, you know, the original, you know, I guess, uh, you know, I guess, port for the original game, even though, you know, it's what we're talking about today, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a different kind of game, that's for sure. But it has anime roots, and you know, I'm all about that. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I would hold those. Uh, I don't know if you you want to thank us for this just yet, but, <laughs> but fair enough. Uh, so, what about you, Chris? So, I hoard Master System games when I can. I don't have a lot more hoarding to do. I mean, I guess I will hoard them for as long as I hoard them. But building up my hoarding problem i don't have much more of that to do for the master system but in pursuit of that hoarding activity i happened to pick up black belt i had no idea this was the fist of the north star game uh, when i started collecting and it wasn't until much later of course through the wonders of youtube and the internet that i found out it was a fist of the north star game it didn't really um incentivize me to play it beyond my initial experience i will put it that way huh but I still Weird. think it's yeah, I know I, I you know, when I first fired it up, it was kind of like, hey, a typical 80s game. It's an old game with arcadey kind of feels, but I didn't know how far down the rabbit hole I go with anger and frustration. And I'm sure we'll get to that later. Uh, but first, how about you talk about your own personal experiences? Sure. So as I'm sure many of you know, because I've talked about it a number of times on the show in the past. I, I owned a Sega Master System uh, prior to any, actually it was the first console that my family ever owned. The origins of it are a mystery because I still don't know how we ended up with it uh, because we certainly didn't buy it like when it was released. So it just kind of showed up at our house one day, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it with that level of mysticism. But at any rate, I owned a Master System. I did not, however, own this game, uh, but I do vaguely remember seeing the cover art let's call it uh back in the day and even when i was a kid i i remember thinking like wow that sure is a, a a kung fu man's foot and uh and that's it so neat i guess i, I don't know if i have any interest in playing this game ever and you know, I feel like a lot of developers ended up getting a pass back then, right? Because it was just like, well, you know, it's it's the first kind of video games, really. So we don't need to have anything complex. Like, y'all like kung fu, right? Let's have a ninja game, I guess. Like, yeah. everyone likes the, the karate kid. So wax on and wax off. And then also, I guess, play this game because kung fu. And that's really all the explanation you needed. But outside of that, I not only did I not know that this was a Fist of the North Star game, I frankly did not even know Fist of the North Star was a thing. I, I was one of those uh, culturally Dani? ignorant Americans. Dani. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, I had no idea. So to me, this was just like, hey, look, super generic kick man game. And that was about it. Yeah, I mean, it really, it really is. <laughs> Man, we're they, really they selling the rest really. of this episode. 
they mask it really well though, you know, with, uh, just, you know, it's like, even if you did know about fist of the North star, if you just saw this game and started playing it, I mean, it, it yeah, it'd just be like, Oh, this is just a karate game with, you know, you're this random black belt dude. I mean, sure. even if you knew it was Fist of the North Star and playing the Fist of the North Star version, I don't think it really changes anything other than some. Well, some but labeling. even if you were someone who knew Fist of the North Star and then knew that this was like kind of sort of supposed to be that and you got the like North American slash European version, I feel like that would be even more disappointing. Oh, much more. Yeah. So before we go heavy into the disappointment, we got to talk about <laughs> the the plot of this game, which is actually... I think the best part of this game and not for the what? right reasons. I think not for the right reasons. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's be clear. Uh-huh. Let's totally be clear. No, go on. So if you read the back of the box. Okay. Which back of the box are you talking about? Cause the North American there's box. like three versions. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Okay. So on the, on the back of the box of the version I have that mm-hmm. I own, Yes. It talks about how you are. I, I don't even know if it says Ricky. I, I should have pulled it out. Do I have it out? I do have it out. Let me go grab this. One okay. Second. Yeah. I think it'd be funny if someone just took this game and after they beat it, just set it up like a plank and just chopped it in half like a karate chop. That, that sounds like something AVGN would do. <laughs> he would. <laughs> so here's here's the back of the box of the version I own. Ah, yes, I can see it in this audio-only format. Go on. Well, I'm, I'm going to read it. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and try to be as brief as I can. Okay. So okay. here's how the plot describes on the back of the box. It's a post-nuclear war setting, and the bad guys seem to be getting the best of things. You used your black belt standing to try to restore order to a chaotic world. In each round, you must battle an entire enemy corps as well as its leader. And in each round, the backgrounds, as well as your opponent's fighting styles, continue to change. Use everything the masters have taught you to stop the violence and restore peace. That sounds like Fist of the North Star. Okay, but that you sounds like miss yes. the, first, the first sentence, though, which is key yeah. in that black belt is the most lifelike karate game ever to meet the video screen. <laughs> yes, the most life, the most lifelike, the most lifelike. Like, why would they make their job so much harder for, like, writing this plot with the post-apocalyptic, where it's just like, you it, it doesn't just took matter. that away and made it, I mean, you know, obviously it would still be, still be the game, but geez, like, come on. Yeah. And the thing is, like, yeah, in a post-nuclear setting, you're going to be concerned enough to go get a fucking gi and tell everyone you're a fucking yeah. black belt like it has any sort of bearing. Like, people are starving, they want to get food, and you're like, I'm in a gi and a fucking black belt. Look at me. I just got back from the dojo. Like, what's a fucking dojo? We are just trying to make potatoes, okay? (laughs) out here, yeah. (laughs) We might have to kill Fluffy tomorrow because we're starving, Well, all right? No, what it does is it shows just how much of a badass that Riki is because he's walking around in a post-apocalyptic wasteland with no shoes. None. (laughs) None. I would have walked away. I wouldn't even try to fight this guy. Yeah. I gotta I'd say, like, he has, no, fuck it. I'm done. He, <laughs> he has one clean fucking gi, though. Like, it's he, fantastic. He does. He does. He's got that drip. No apocalyptic dust is getting on there, so. <laughs> but, okay. So, so, the thing about yeah. that description on the back, though, I just, I have to point this out. Since, you know what? We're talking about plot and writing, and as far as right. I'm concerned, this counts as writing. So, fuck it. Yeah. But, like, is that not, like, you can just tell 
that they're just reaching for things to highlight about this game. Like the fact that they took time to say in, in each round, the backgrounds change. Holy (laughs) shit. Really? Wow. That's crazy. To be fair, 10 out of 10. Super Mario Brothers only had three backgrounds, and this game has more than three. Maybe four? What? How many of the Super Mario Brothers have? Oh, anyway, in any case, this game had different backgrounds to Super Mario Brothers. And a lot of games at the time, like, didn't? To be fair? <laughs> There's a lot of colors in this game, too. There are a lot of colors. Man, <laughs> they did sure use those pixels. <laughs> they, they did. They did. They did. I, for, I forgot when you were talking about the... Uh, uh, on the back of the box, did they even mention his girlfriend or whatever? Nope. No, <laughs> right. no, at all. I'm like, why did they even just get rid of that? And that's the point of the game. <laughs> so they they kind of they so on the back of the box, it's like it's in the fist of the North Star setting setting, and then you get into the manual, and it kind of has the fist of the North Star plot to a certain extent, if you know fist of the North Star, which is about initially saving your 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 fiance Yuria. That's what it's initially about. It goes in a way different direction later on, but. So here's the manual, everybody. Does Fist of the North Star eventually end up with somebody fighting a god? Essentially, yes. Okay. I just asked that more because or less. that's how every anime goes ever. It's more like a man made himself into a god. And uh, then he has to, and like, not in a literal sense. It's weird. Okay. And it, it ends on a, yeah, okay. Um, so in any case, <laughs> here's what the manual says. Oh. Kyoko, mm. your beautiful Japanese girlfriend has gotten herself into a beautiful Japanese mess. In order to rescue her, you must first get through a tireless army of an- of enemies. What? I said there's a bukake joke in there somewhere. There is a, yes. <laughs> it's a beautiful Japanese mess. Dot com. The, that Kyoko. God damn it. Kyoko is such a slut. That's why that's why it's so hard to rescue her, because yeah. she really likes that Bukaki. She's, she's always in another right castle. <laughs> continuing, continuing. They're mean, they're like machines, and some of them are armed with whips, knives, swords, even flamethrowers. Plus, your arch rival, Wang, is as skilled a master as you are. Fight smart and fight hard. Your only weapon is your well-trained, fine-tuned martial arts body. You're Riki, the good guy in the white gi. Ooh. Mm. Every, everyone else is the enemy. These are the little guys, like Chinese kung fu men, wrestlers, <laughs> jujitsu men in red, the eagles, the ninja, and the dark women. Oh, then shit. <laughs> there are the big guys, like Ryu, a kung fu master. The foreshadowing. Hawk. A whip and knife slinger, Gonta, the jujitsu man in black. That's a lie. Oni, the ninja with a red whip and red sword and get fucked. That <laughs> I added the get fucked, by the way. Oh, <laughs> that wasn't clear, but thank you. Like, <laughs> yeah. wow, that's getting interesting. Yeah. Rita, the flamethrower, and finally Wang, the kung fu master with the same training as yours. That has been your reading session on the Retro Hangover podcast. Beware the dark women, apparently. They're coming after you. They're relentless, you know. They never stop. (laughs) I could not imagine if this game game came out today, Twitter would cancel it so fast to be hilarious. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert for this game. Wang definitely gets hard. Wang Wang is is, is very hard. 
He's wang. A, it's a hard, he's hard a wang battle. If you get the true yeah. ending, yeah, <laughs> you got to beat him at his hardest. Just got to keep beating him until he explodes, like everybody else in this game. <laughs> I hate that. That's accurate. Yeah, I remember going through the game and like I, I watched the playthrough since uh, you know I was so into this game. But right, <laughs> but yeah. I it's like you you just have to read all the names. I'm just like, come on, like it's. <laughs> and of course, once you see that last boss, I'm like, really, like that had to have been the name you picked. <laughs> like, oh god, he's the immortal Wang. Yeah, I mean, who wants you? You always want Wang to be your rival, right? No, I want Wang to be my 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 partner in, in arms. I always want to work with yeah, Wang. Your right hand man. I want to be <laughs> or left hand, depending on my mood. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the stranger. <laughs> I mean, so in any case, there's the plot of that game. Great. And yeah. Fantastic. The two plots. <laughs> I, I wanna I so I want to talk a little bit about how the the weird like difference in the sort of plot and presentation of the game and like that that distinction between the description and how the game is actually presented in the North American version. But I'm going to save that for mm -hmm. our graphics discussion because I think it's more relevant there. Okay. So what, what do we have next? Is it gameplay? Oh, please it be is. gameplay. Oh my yeah. God. If you want to call it gameplay. So uh, Ryan, how about you lead us off on this one? What did, how, how well did you play this game? Well, again, I was playing this, you know, on a uh, ROM and using like the keyboard wasn't really the best way to play this game and think talking about with like an arcade i think that would have been probably the better way to play it with like a joystick and stuff like that but mm -hmm. it's just so fast paced going left and right and even though the you know enemies you know, most of the enemies are just like one hit kills it's just like it gave me like a seizure just keeping up with like everything is just <laughs> going left and right and like i don't know just going coming from like streets of rage and other beat-em-ups and stuff like this and i don't even know if this is considered a beat-em-up but i just didn't like the uh pacing of it a lot and again that you have to jump up to get the sushi or whatever's flying through the sky and stuff like that it's just like a weird rhythm game almost yeah a little bit and then you get to the bosses when then you have to completely abandon all that and you know, try to figure out their, you know, ways of fighting, I guess. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it definitely wasn't the funnest. No, I could completely understand that. Um, how, how, where do I even start? Um, shit. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want me to go while you figure that out? No, because I, okay. I think we're going to start building off of each other. Probably. And here, here's the thing. Hmm. Hit detection apparently did not exist in 1986. That's that's I have to be. This has to be something that's like it's a novel concept. Like who? What? What is even? What is even hit detection? Yeah. What? What is a yeah. hitbox even? Really? Not not even so much for for yourself, but for enemies because sometimes you'll you'll be able to hit and this isn't just for the bosses the bosses oh my god i'll get you the bosses in a minute let's just start with the stupid little enemies that run towards you in every single stage that really aren't any different sometimes they jump sometimes they move faster but they're not really anything special or too particularly important and sometimes you hit them and sometimes you can't but they can hit you no matter what it just seems like if they can swarm around you if you miss killing one guy all of a sudden they can just swarm on you and then just beat you up for a bit and then it's fine Especially in the Japanese version. Holy fuck, the Japanese version is bullshit. But the in the North American version, yeah, so you get through that. It's not too difficult. You have kind of these mid-level bosses that that 
they get progressively harder as you move on as well. And a lot of them are stupid bullshit, too, especially when they start throwing two people at you. And then you get to the bosses and you'll hit the boss. It'll be within Maybe. their the, 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 <laughs> you'll see them. You'll see yourself physically hit the fucking boss. You'll see the punch go into the boss. You'll see the kick or the jump kick go into the boss. But will they take damage? No. And if they just happen to throw a punch in your general direction and you're like, if you're within three feet of pixel or, or, or a meter for uh, people who use the correct measuring system, then you get damage. You get hit with damage. That's how chi works, you know, they're, uh, yeah. <laughs> they're spirit punches. I don't know. <laughs> and it's just, it's complete bullshit. And I don't know. The boss fights just, they're just utterly stupid. The fact you have to press down and up to super jump, which by the way, what I could tell in the, uh, in, in the Japanese version fits the North star. Cause I tried playing that in an emulator that didn't work because I couldn't beat the fat guy at the end of the first level. For some reason, you just wouldn't die. I mm. don't know if there's DRM in 1986, but apparently, but <laughs> I went up. You, there is no sushi or invincibility, anything to go and go up and grab. And so you just got to hope that you survive and make it to the boss fight. Oh, neat. So you're saying that those pickups were actually added to make the North American version easier. Yes. Like uh, the North American version is is easier by all like, all account. That's yeah. crazy to play this game without any kind of life or anything like that. That's nuts. Well, your life replenishes every time after you finish a boss. Like you oh. get a little bit of a life boost. Yeah, great. Yeah, but even going through it just like I yeah, don't know. You gotta it, make I, it I through the entire level. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so uh, that's my rant, Shane. I'm sure you're gonna build on this. Dude, okay. I man, I think I I just I hate everything about this game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like just how it plays. It's for what it's worth, I will I will agree with Ryan that the pace of it is definitely, you know, cranked up. And so I guess there's some interest there and in that it definitely keeps you on your toes. But man, with the less than reliable hitboxes on just about every single enemy. I mean, hell, man, I even read a, a walkthrough for this game that explicitly said, like, this is how you attack these enemies. Sometimes you'll hit them, sometimes not. Just deal with it anyway. And I'm like, what? So there's that. There's just the endlessly spawning enemies, which means it just forces you to keep running to the right to get to the end of the level. And I guess with the added pickups that they gave us, there's basically two, right? You get the sushi, which gives you some life back. And then there's the the red symbol that you get that if you manage to grab that one, it gives you invincibility for the next nine hits that you would take. So that's actually pretty useful. And now that I know that they added that specifically for us, I know that they, there were some developers that were just like, ah, give them the baby mode with the invincibility pickup, those bastards. Yeah. But um, honestly, you kind of need it. But it just sucks that in order to pick those up, they fly across the top of the screen. And the only way to get it is not just a normal jump. It's the super jump that Chris and, and Ryan both mentioned, where the only way to do that is to hit down on the D pad and then quickly hit up, which if any game requires you to hit up on a directional pad or a stick to jump, like immediately throw that game in the trash because it's awful. <laughs> like that's just the worst. I hate it. And so trying that's to what time all fighting that, games do. Yeah, hold up. That, that all fighting games use up to jump. 
Okay, except well, for Smash. My Brothers. assessment, Soul Calibur. Well, uh, I think they do, maybe. No, my, my assessment still holds, even in that case. Oh, I, it took yeah. me forever to figure out that, to get the uh, items and stuff. I was like, I'm just so bad at this. And I'm like, oh, that of course, why would I know how to do this? <laughs> like, it's right, yeah. so dumb. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And, and that's actually kind of the story of most of the mechanics in this game is, how the fuck would I know how to do this? Okay? Because... As Chris mentioned, the the stages are whatever. They're just flow of generic enemies. They get progressively more difficult as you go on, of course, but there's some mini bosses that show up that will definitely pose a challenge. But uh, my biggest gripe with it, frankly, are the boss fights because the mechanics are like actual trash. They are the (laughs) worst, okay? There's some real shit that like you would never know. So a couple of very salient examples. The fourth stage boss, Oni, you can only damage this guy by punching him in the head, but only immediately after he tries to punch you. There's like this like fraction of a second window where you can hit him. And if you don't take advantage of that, then every attack that you throw at him, he will immediately counter you and you will die. That's garbage. But here's but here's here's the winner. This is the one that takes the cake for me. And I cannot express how irritated I was by this. So the next stage, assuming you get past Oni, which for the record, I didn't, uh, you get to stage (laughs) five and you have Rita. And Rita can only be damaged by a specific sequence of attacks. You have to first hit her with a standing or a jump kick followed by a standing punch, followed by a low punch, and then followed by a low kick. If you do not do this in this order and then repeat that cycle, anything you hit her with will do no damage. How batshit insane is that? Like, who thought of that? I want to sit the developer down and just ask him who hurt him. It's like they were trying to make a fighting game, but it's like, they weren't, you know, like, a, you know, just a two person fighting game with these kind of button combinations. It's like, what yeah, are you it's doing? crazy. And, and they, here's here's the nice little like shit cherry on top of this cake, because I'm not done yet, by the way. So go for once it. you figure out that this is what you have to do to defeat Rita, assuming you ever figure this out or Michael Jackson <laughs> or, or Michael Jackson, then the only way to actually finish that fight to actually kill her is you need to kick her just as she is trying to land a jump kick on you. That is the only way that you will finish that fight and trigger like the end sequence where you punch her like 8,000 times and then she dies. Other than that, she's invulnerable. That is that is banana pants crazy to me. <laughs> the moonwalk is cool though. Yes. I, that's like... <laughs> I listen, Ryan. I appreciate you bringing the silver lining into this. I know, just like I hope people understand what I'm saying. (laughs) Was Rita the one though? When you beat her, it's like she's like flying in the air. Is that one of the other bosses? And he does like you know because after each boss, like there's this kind of like flashy move finish from like the you know punches and stuff like that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I think it's funny. I think it was Rita where it just like flies down kind of and like just stops in air with like their chest out. And <laughs> it just looks so silly from when you see it in like the Japanese version 
uh, with like um, uh, the Fist of the North Star stuff. And they're like trying to tie in the story of Fist of the North Star with that. And then mm-hmm. they keep it in with the uh, Black Belt stuff. And it's like, there's just no context to that. These people are just crazy martial artists, I guess, just doing <laughs> dumb stuff when they're about to die. <laughs> By, by the way, they said that Rita has a flamethrower in the instruction manual. That is that is a lie. Yeah, I also yeah, want to yeah, know yeah. why why Mr. X from Streets of Rage is in her level. I I'll also want that to be explained. <laughs> probably probably uh, the best background of the whole game right there. <laughs> in in the Japanese version, it's a pyramid because that's the, the southern star yeah. person he fights. Uh, and it's okay. it's a, it's actually a really cool background in that game. Which I suppose probably leads us into talking about the graphics. Yeah. Which yeah. are good. I would say the graphics for 1986. Let me let me put that out there. For yeah. 1986, uh-huh. these are good graphics for an, especially back then and they're better than what you would get in an NES game by far at that time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would actually agree with that. I, uh, like, unironically, I think the graphics are probably the best thing about this game. And that's not particularly unusual because we've had this same discussion, frankly, about other Master System titles. Like, the the Ninja Gaiden port actually comes to mind. Like, it's not necessarily a great game, and there's some super mega bullshit mechanics in that one. But I thought that the graphical presentation of the master system version was like far superior just because they make better, much better use of color and, and the environments are a lot more vibrant and that kind of applies here too, in my opinion. Yeah. And there's parallax scrolling kind of. Yeah. Right. Ryan, what'd you think? I mean, once I got to Hawks level, my mind was completely blown with all the colors and the graffiti on it and all the cool stuff there. I just wanted to jump into the game, but <laughs> I mean, the uh, it, that that level in particular. Have you ever seen the Double Dragon live action movie? You know, I haven't. I've been trying not to, to keep bringing up down. movies in a retro video game podcast. I'm sorry, but it just looked like that should have been in that game, or like it just looked very similar. If you check it out, but. Uh, I mean, with the graphics and stuff, they, they are really good. And um, compared to like the Fist of the North Star one, it seemed like they did a lot of work to just cover up a bunch of stuff. And, you know, I think they did a good job at even though you could still tell, you know, if you're like kind of looking at them side by side. But um, I think this is like if I played this when I was like young, if I did play this when I was younger, you know, I would obviously not have known this would be a Fist of the North Star like, you know. Uh, rip off or whatever. Right. Yeah. No, I, I was actually surprised as well, just how much they put into making sure that like nobody knew <laughs> that this was a, a fist of the North star game originally. They probably, they probably got through all the graphics and stuff and just like, you know, nights, you know, not sleeping and stuff like that. And then when they became to the writing, they're like, uh, yeah, we're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, just I write know. whatever just you want. <laughs> throw some shit on there. We're, we're done. Exactly. Uh, I, I will point out too that one of the things I appreciated um, graphically was the transition between the main stages and the the boss fights. I thought it was kind of cool that the whole perspective changed, where like you got these much bigger sprites for the boss fights. I thought that that was cool. Kinda, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and they were kinda, detailed, right? That's yeah. the other thing. They were detailed. Yeah. So you had that more detail. It felt like it brought it much closer. So it was a little more like you know, in your face and personal. So I thought it was a nice touch anyway. And you yeah. could also, and you could tell like the, the sumo wrestler was swapped out because he has almost no frames of animation. He is probably <laughs> the, 
most poorly board. animated. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. It is so bad. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And that's like, wouldn't you call like, because they had like sub bosses in the game too before you even got to like the real bosses, right? Yeah. And even like the guys like jumping with like the chains or whatever, like the claws, I guess. It's yeah. like, I, I just thought that was, yeah, like you said, going to the way the game was and then it like turns into a, you know, a 2D fighter. It's a pretty, I think it was cool that they did that too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so the thing that I wanted to mention that I brought up earlier, but saved it for this portion, uh, was the, the weird disconnect between like the box description and then the game, how it's actually presented, at least in the, in the North American version in that right. it's very obvious, um, as Chris kind of alluded to that the description, at least for the box was not really changed that much from the original Fist of the North Star version at any rate, because it's referencing this post-apocalyptic, post-nuclear sort of setting uh, that clearly doesn't exist in this game. But if you go and look at the original Japanese version, uh, it's it's very obvious. Like most oh, yeah. of the levels, yeah. it's all like ruined backgrounds. Like the first level of the game has a bunch of destroyed buildings and stuff in the background. You're like, oh, Okay. Straight out of the manga. It's like really good. Right. Did yeah. that. Right. And so for me, as someone having no exposure to Fist of the North Star or, or anything like that, uh, going and watching like a playthrough of the Japanese version, I was like, oh, okay. This description way makes way more sense now. Um, but it was just, it was odd that they put so much work into giving this game this major makeover and then like left this like weird plot hole i guess yeah very very strange <laughs> like black belt doesn't look like a bad future post-apocalyptic whatever you know what i mean i i can hang in there <laughs> yeah it seemed like it was like some really strange commentary about japan it's i'm like this place it just looks like japan like what are you guys trying to say yeah i mean you could tell it was probably really hastily put together in in the trans in the uh, uh localization it's because this game was released in what July is what we said in Japan sometime in July. Mm-hmm. So they had what a, a four month turnaround to get all the graphics changed, all, you know, new text, um, new, new, entirely different graphics for the bosses, new bosses, entirely different levels, four months to do that. You want to talk about cyberpunk levels of crunch. They were captain <laughs> crunch. They had to have been. And that, that's the only way they could have gotten it, gotten it that way. I, I can't see any other way they do that. So I could imagine like during the process, they're probably trying to localize everything over for Fist of the North Star. But then they're like, ah, oh, fuck it, scrap it. We can't do it. And just forgot to change some things. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that had to have happened that way. And they and they focused on the manual, except they so it actually got worse. I just looked at the manual, by the way. And you already said the dark women in one part yeah. and another part. It just says black women. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had seen that, too. <laughs> oh man uh unintentional racism oh my god and they're not even black that's the worst part about it so i mean they can't even get the description right they're just wearing black these people are horrible so uh so what about the music and the sound design what do we feel about that it's okay yeah nothing there i can remember that i want to like i guess really talk about but i mean it yeah it worked for what it was yeah I like the boss music. I think the boss music's nice and kind of poppy and has that kind of level of determination 
you know, melody going, I guess. And again, I'm going to say this was 1986 a lot. I got to say it's 1986. A lot of the games in 1986 did not have real major soundtracks. They were right. still yeah. getting to that. It wasn't until I think what was Castlevania 87 that you really started to have great video game soundtracks. And even Zelda had what, like two, two soundtracks. So you're talking about top tier games and their soundtracks. This is definitely not a top tier game. I think we can all obviously uh, what? Uh, pick up on that. I never would have guessed. So the fact that you have a decent you have a decent soundtrack for this game, I think, is somewhat impressive. All things considered, that being said, it's just a soundtrack that's there. It's it's nothing that you should just pop in and start jamming out to. And, and it's not classic at all. So I just want to have the that. Karate Kid song in there like you're the best and just play this game again just with that on loop. Right. <laughs> then I could no probably be like, this isn't bad. maybe like an 8 bit version. I'm sure that's right. out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's it's serviceable. That's that's what I'm going to go with. It, there's nothing like overtly terrible or particularly amazing. Yeah, uh, I, I will point out that I enjoyed the title screen track. And uh, actually, I think Chris mentioned this in our notes as well. So I agree that that sort of like bumper music in between levels while your score is tallying or whatever. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I liked that. Everything else is all right. Like there's nothing that really made me go you know, oh my God, this is the worst. Like uh, one of the, well, actually a couple songs from that Buffy for the Game Boy Color. Good Lord. I still <laughs> blame Lyle for that till the end of time. But um, yeah, it was all right. It was all right. There's not really much to say about the sound effect design though, because it's just kind of like there. So. Punches and kicks sound like punches and kicks for an 8-bit yeah. system. It's They sure it's do. They special. beep and they boop, man. No, they go... Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Uh, so any uh, any last like miscellany before we uh, start to talk about our thoughts on whether it holds up? I do have one miscellaneous item, in fact. Ooh, and OK, that is is this game was banned for sale in Germany until huh. 2012 what? because <laughs> of the fact that enemies exploded after they died. I feel like that was not intentional that it waited until 2012. I kind of feel like somebody just forgot that it was banned in like 1986. And then someone happened to be looking I don't know through why. records and was just like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess this is cool now. I didn't go diving into German law. I know German law and what they restrict on what can be sold and presented is a lot more uh, restrictive than what we have here. Yeah. So there's that. And it's it's weird over there. I don't know what I mean, they can have they can have poop porn where people can shit on your chest and <laughs> and rub it all over the place. But uh, apparently a that's person exploding Scheiser, is a little too far. You. And Scheiser. just like polygon pieces too. It's like not even like yeah. it doesn't even I mean polygon sprites. Yes, right. And it's and like that's refreshing. If, if you're just going from like the <laughs> black belt <laughs> the black belt thing you know they could just be basically like disappearing you don't know if they're like dead it's like unless you know like the fist of the north star stuff where they actually you know blow up in the show and die it's that's kind of weird that they would ban that so unless maybe that's, they're that's big fans was. i don't know the 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 german government at the time was just huge fist of the north star fans and they were just like this is way too violent we can't we can't do it a fist of, I can't do a German accent. So I'll just, I'll, I, <laughs> no, please try that again. <laughs> Take two. There's like, we thought you said fisting of the North Star. See, I'm just going to maintain my accent. Oh, in that case, they probably would have been okay with it. Yeah, fisting of the North Star would have been fine. But that's yeah. the ultimate like, oh. North Star. 
<laughs> That's the big, big dipper. <laughs> I thought that was the, the southern star. Oh, yeah, yeah. The star the, where the sun don't the, shine. The chocolate, <laughs> fist of the chocolate star. <laughs> and hot dog flavored water. Oh my Woo! God. I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I had to say it. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Jacksonville, home of Limp Biscuit. Good God. <laughs> Take it to the Matthews Bridge. <laughs> I can't believe that uh, I know that reference now. Oh, what is life? Anyway, so uh, I guess as we are want to do, I, I haven't used that one in a while. No, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about whether we think this holds up today. I don't know if there's going to be any surprises here, but, uh, Ryan, why don't, why don't you kick us off? Do you think people should go and play this today? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think they're, I'm not like a big master systems guy or anything like that, but I'm sure there's plenty other games, even in this realm, even just from like black belt. It's like, there's probably so much better stuff out there. You know, if you play this, whatever, but that's your fault. But, um, you know, in <laughs> Fist of the North Star stuff, there's so many other cool games out there. Like the uh, Arc System Works uh, fighting game's really good that I think you just need to play that and um, you'd get your fix there. So, mm-hmm. okay, fair enough. I'm 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 with Ryan here. It's it is a functional game to an extent, but the the minutia you have to understand to defeat some of these bosses is just absolutely ludicrous and ridiculous. You can tell this was a hastily put together game back in 1986 off a licensing cash grab in order to get some money quickly into the coffers of Sega, which is even more shocking because Sega usually doesn't misfire like this. But you could tell it was quick and you could tell the uh, you could tell the localization was quick. And if you do really want to play this, you know, go ahead and get yourself fist. Well, first of all, emulate it because that's free. So who fucking cares? I mean, I didn't say that. Just you know how to do it. God You're damn it! I'm going to get some legal trouble. Sega's pockets, Chris. <laughs> I know, right? But if you want to play this legally and probably the best way possible, that you don't actually have to go out and buy this on a fucking uh, master system. If you don't want to have right? the shame of owning an yeah. actual cartridge of black exactly. belt, like some people, I know, right? Shut up. <laughs> you can go get fist of the North star lost, uh, lost paradise where it is unlockable and you could play it there and you can see how far video games have come. That's crazy. They still put that in that game. And in, like, I remember when, uh, that paradise game came out and I just and you telling me that that game's is it like a secret thing or something you unlock or it's unlockable. It's just like uh, I think uh, Hang On in Space Harrier might be in that game too. It's 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 a Yakuza game except with Kenshiro. Yeah, hey, that's awesome. I wish Kenshiro yeah. was in Yakuza. <laughs> well, he is. He has his own game, and it's yeah, it's supposed to be really badass. <laughs> so, there you go. Get after it. I saw about you, Shane. Are we going to hear anything radically different? Honestly, no. Um, I just, I, I frankly have no idea how it is that I saw so many comments on like playthroughs of this on YouTube, and uh, people claiming that this was a top Master System game and it was one of the ones they loved from their childhood. Like, there are some serious rose-colored glasses happening here because this game is hot ass, and I don't <laughs> Hold on. know. <laughs> Hold on. For 1986, again, as I just said, for 1986, that's not entirely false. That's That's, kind of true. Okay, well, that's still sad. All right. Yeah, that's unfortunately true. Okay, fine. But still, man, just like 
It's unfairly difficult while also simultaneously somehow managing to be incredibly uninspired and boring, which I suppose in its own way is an achievement. So congratulations, I guess. I mean, for the record, if you happen to want to waste your limited time on this planet and get good at this game, you can actually finish it in under 10 minutes. So I guess there's that. Um, but Chris brought up a really good point, which is something that I made a note of as well, in that I feel as though this game leaned heavily on its license. And when that got stripped away, when it got, you know, uh, ported over here to, to, to our side of, of the pond, all that was really left was just a real kind of generic beat em up and, and that's it. So Anything that would have attracted someone to this game um, was completely lost in, in that translation process. And so this is kind of what we're stuck with. So would it be something I would recommend you go play? No. Like, just take nine minutes and change and go watch a long play on YouTube and then consider yourself educated and then go do it's something better with your life. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. There, are, Def, Definitely yeah. agree. <laughs> don't unless you have a very morbid curiosity if you like if you like bad games it's, it's not the worst of games but it's still a bad game or just you know do what ryan said and buy a physical copy and then karate chop it in half <laughs> yeah <laughs> set it on you know cinder blocks and just yeah chop that motherfucker in half <laughs> hell yeah well, all right. I guess with all that being said, um, we've uh, sort of reached the conclusion of our discussion of of Black Belt. Uh, so, Ryan, thank you again for joining us on the show today. It has been too long, and, and we always enjoy having you here. Yeah, I'm glad I could be the uh, the weeb of the uh, podcast. You know, I really appreciate that. <laughs> well, somebody's <laughs> got to take that over from Chris occasionally, so it might as well it's be a joy. I, I love it. We can have yeah. more weeb discussions. And Definitely. I talk about it all day. <laughs> uh, so, Ryan, uh, is there anything that you would like to plug so that the the beautiful people at home can can check out? Yeah, um, I do a podcast, too. It's called The Bonsai Chat. And, uh, you know, me and my buddy DJ, we talk about more than just video games, since you guys are the video game masters, I'll say. And, uh, you know, anime, video games, movies, all that good stuff. We try to talk about them and, uh, you know, just shoot the shit about them as well. And I've been doing a new segment on the same feed and everything in our YouTube uh, called Bonsai Beats. And I'm trying to just go over some music and video games and other stuff. And uh, I wanted to ask you guys, what what do you feel like is a music either, like it could be a whole soundtrack or maybe just a track that uh, you don't really see covered a lot in like video games? Wow. That's I good. That's like really covered. good. Huh. One wing angel, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely the one. Yeah, uh, that's tough, man. Like I, because I, my knee jerk response before you said something that wasn't covered a lot was going to be the Shovel Knight soundtrack because it's amazing. But that's every, a really good one. I but like everybody that. talks about that. So uh, yeah. damn it, <laughs> damn the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Chris. Can you think of anything? I feel like you have more like obscure knowledge about that than I do. Like good soundtracks for games. Yeah. Uh, Jewel Master for the Sega Genesis has a pretty good soundtrack. Mm. I'll jot that down. There I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have to really sit down and think. There's, there's Silver Surfer has a really good soundtrack. A lot of the bad games like Time Lord for the NES, another rare game. If they're rare games, they, they generally have good soundtracks, even if they're shit games. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll check that out. 
Oh, actually, we just uh, we just talked about this in the the D and D episode, and we did a stream on it. But the soundtrack for Slayer for the three DO is surprisingly good, even though it doesn't actually play during the game. <laughs> ah geez (laughs) but but you can you can find it on youtube and uh and it's it's actually pretty solid so i i might say check that out too cool yeah i'll look that up that's awesome all right all right well as for us uh as we usually do we've got a couple plugs of our own so we do have a public discord that uh, we would love for you to join if you haven't already ryan and our other patrons as well as just fans of the show are also in there uh you can find that by going to bit.ly slash rhp chat that'll give you an invite to the arcade floor text channel you can say hey come hang out post some dumb memes you know whatever we usually do it's a good time uh, we we enjoy our little community we've got going there, so uh, please feel free to hop on in. We also have our Patreon, so if you like what we're doing enough to be crazy like Ryan and actually donate, um, I don't necessarily recommend it, but I'm not going to stop you. You can head over to bit.ly slash rhpatron, and you can choose a donation tier of your choice. It'll get you some really cool bonus stuff depending on which tier you pick. We have a whole exclusive audio content feed that is just for patrons where we have bloopers and outtakes. We have rapid fire reviews of other games we're playing, uh, as well as the relatively new RH Gaiden full episodes that we've started doing where uh, we talk about other games that don't necessarily fit directly into the mainline show, but are still related to retro games in some fashion or another, generally speaking. So uh, you can definitely go check that out if you are so inclined. And we also do have our merch store. So if you want to pick up a cool shirt or a mug or a bumper sticker or a gift for your grandma, you can do that by visiting bit.ly slash RHP merch. And Chris, would you like to tell the fine people about our Twitch streams? Yeah, absolutely. So if you head over to twitch.tv slash retro hangover, you can find us around 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time ish because we, you know, sometimes we can't get there exactly at 9 p.m. But if you hang out around 9 p.m., we'll be there uh, shortly within that time frame. And uh, that's also all those videos usually get posted to our YouTube channel. So you can go to YouTube, just look up retro hangover and you can find us and you can find our episodes plus our Twitch streams. In addition, you know, as he said, with Instagram, I have my own Instagram as well. Go ahead. Find me there at Zodiac XODYAK. And a special shout out to three of our podcast friends. Uh, We got a region free gamers podcast. We got the Grand Rapidians play video games podcast. And we got Secret Levels podcast. Shout them out because they show us love too on their show. So go check them out. Uh, They've uh, they do show us a lot of love and we really do appreciate it. And if you like us, you'll probably like them. All right, all right, all right. Well, with all of that being said, until next time, play with your ah, 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 joysticks. Shane here with a quick message. You know, the one rule Chris and I have always gone by regarding advertisements is this. It has to be something we use and can personally vouch for. If you know me, you know I love coffee. And Bones Coffee Company has been my go-to for home brewing for quite some time now. 
Their small batch beans come in an impressive variety of flavors like Mint Invaders from Chocolate Space or Electric Unicorn, which I swear tastes exactly like Fruity Pebbles. And the best part? No added sugar or calories involved, just natural flavors infused right into the beans themselves. Build your own sample pack of five four ounce bags to find out which flavors speak to you, or jump in headfirst with full 12 ounce bags. They've even got K-Cups. Step up your homebrew game with Bones Coffee by visiting bit.ly slash RHP Bones. That's bit.ly slash R-H-P-B-O-N-E-S.